52 Traders December's Market Predictions. So I've been trading 15 years, so it sounds so silly to say this, but there's this TV show. It's called Big Bang Theory. Join Cam every week on the 52 Traders podcast or at 52traders.com to learn how to trade like the pros. This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is not investment, trading, or financial advice of any kind. What's up, traders? Welcome to December's monthly market predictions. So I did one in November. I've got another one in December. This one we got eight predictions in a variety of markets, some of them doubling up, which is quite good because you get a double analysis on a couple of markets. Now, we have got a variety this month. So we've got uh, the oddest being the oddest being the Great British Pound and Norwegian Krona. I've actually not ever looked at one of those charts or even seen it in my list of symbols to trade. Uh, we also have uh, a couple that have been uh, double teamed by two different traders. So that's Euro US dollar and AUD US dollar. So guys, if you're looking to trade either of those two currency pairs over the coming month, then you might want to check out the analysis that these guys have done. So we've got Andre and Sean doing uh, Euro US dollar, and then Trader Dale and Shoppe Ina doing AUD USD. So those guys have both got different, very different techniques, but you'll be quite interested to see the, the similarities in, in what they're how they're analyzing the markets and uh, and their predictions. Now we also have uh, a more traditional symbol in SP five hundred. So we've got some nice analysis there. And look, it's if anything, it's gonna save you a lot of time and give you a, a high uh, I suppose a high sort of percentage as to where the market's going to go. And look, I had a look at where uh, Art Collins predicted it for November, and he was right. He was right. I've got to say, he was right. So it was another November uh, up month. Um, go back and check that out if you want to check the November ones and compare November and December. It's quite interesting, I've got to say. Uh, finally, finally, finally. Oh, no, actually, we've got two more. We've got another one, which is uh, his, our favorite friend, something that, Something that was predicted last month, I thought it was a bit ridiculous, which is Bitcoin. So Bitcoin was at about five or six thousand, just under six thousand when the month started, I think. And by the end of the month, I mean Nick had Nick Bencino had predicted it going to seven thousand, which I thought was quite ridiculous, given the fact it was at five and well, in one month it's going to go to six, sorry, it was at about six, and one month it's going to jump a thousand bucks, whatever. Anyway, I don't know if you've heard the news, but it was up to eleven thousand five hundred by the day before the end of the month. So it had almost doubled. That's how ridiculous it is. It had almost doubled. The actual Bitcoin currency had almost doubled in the month of November. I mean, there is, as I said, there's so much hype around it. And it is um, it is a market that is extremely volatile. I just checked today and it was down to, it had gone, dropped back down to, it actually hit 9,000 again. And then it was back up to 9,750. It is just extremely volatile, but it's interesting to hear what Nick's got to say, and he's got some weird fundamentals as well that he uses, which uh, I, I thought was actually quite funny. Um, and we have, finally, last but not least, we've got a stock in there. We've got Anchor Metcalf giving us the Las Vegas Sands Corp. Corp, is that? Or Group? Uh, I think it's Las Vegas. Uh, Corp, yes. Las Vegas Sands Corp stock uh, prediction. And in these predictions, I mean, I'll tell you what's really good about it is the fact that you've got not just 
a whole bunch of predictions and analysis, but you get to compare a lot of different styles. So you've got Gartley patterns, market profile, supply and demand zones, uh, crypto fundamentals, uh, using the insider price, Fibonacci extensions, multiple time frame analysis. I mean, the list just goes on, right? It goes on and on. And if you do want to get some little bits of education, the videos don't take too long. They're sort of around about five to uh, 11, 12 minutes. And some of them are videos, some of them are just, you know, marked up charts, but there's write-ups, there's videos, there's charts. It's a whole lot of stuff on here, the, on here, guys. Jump onto 52traders.com. You'll find it on the homepage, you'll find it in the top nav uh, under predictions. And, uh, and you're going to hear them in a second. So you're going to hear these in a second. So I'm going to actually string the audio versions of the videos that I have playing on the site. So if you're in the car or whatever, doing whatever, then you can listen to those here now. And you will get a lot out of them. And to just sort of piece the puzzle together, you'll probably want to jump on the site to, to check it out and, and see what these guys are actually talking about. Um, what else can I tell you here before I leave you? Uh, as always, if you do want to hear more from these traders and uh, you're not already a pro member, then you can jump on the pro membership and you'll be able to get access to the interview that I do with each of these guys and find out what makes them tick. And if you're into trying to automate any of this stuff and investing in the longer term can be quite a nice little thing to automate. And actually, I did a, an interview on this um, today with another uh, a new podcast that's, that's launching very soon for business owners. Uh, on investing as well. So it's not just trading, it can work with investing. And th these sort of longer term predictions are probably more investment focused and you're sort of, you know, buying or selling and holding. Uh, and um, if you're looking to do that and you just want to do it a bit hands free, you want to get some sort of an overview of what, where things are going to, I suppose, whether or not your strategy for investing is going to work in the longer, longer term, then I do recommend checking out my other site, automatemytrading.com, where I can teach you how to build trading robots for the MetaTrader 4 or 5 platform and backtest them over the historical data. Um, you actually get a five-minute video where I walk you through how I do it, so you can just sort of at least put your mind to rest and see how I do it and see if it's right for you. Okay, guys, right, let's get on with some of these market predictions. Well, actually, the market predictions that have got videos, there is about one, let's see, two, three, four... Seven, seven videos here, Six, sorry, six videos here that we've got. So it's going to probably take about 60 minutes to get through them all. If you don't want to listen to them all, then just skip, fast forward, whatever. It might not be the episode for you if you want to watch the videos and, the, uh, and also the uh, audios together. Then jump on the site and you'll see them there. Okay, guys, uh, until the next episode, which is actually, if you haven't heard already the next episode of 52 traders is going to be a trading mentors match off one i believe but fast followed by fast followed by a guy who listened to the show and decided to come on the show and he's a trader and he's he's making money so uh really interesting interview you'll love it i actually did really enjoy it it was one of the better ones that uh, I do, if not, I don't want to say it was one of the best ones, but I think it probably was, um, that's coming up as well, so right, let's get into those predictions, here they go. Hey guys, this is Nick from forexfornoobs.com and from cryptosfornoobs.com with some Bitcoin analysis. Today is Wednesday the 29th of November 2017 and the time is 18.03 here in the UK. You're looking at a Bitcoin USD 8 hour chart. 
And in this analysis, I'm going to talk about what I think Bitcoin's going to do over the coming month. I did one of these videos last month for Cam, and I said that I thought Bitcoin was probably going to go up to 7,000. Well, it did go up to 7,000. I was right. But then it went up a bit more than that. So for the past uh, around about 48 hours, Bitcoin uh, USD was sitting here at this psychological level at 10,000. So that 10,000 mark, it got up to there with this candle and then it just kind of stalled around there. So it couldn't quite make it up. Then eventually it pushed up to it, but it still couldn't get past. These are all eight hour candles until eventually it broke through. And when it broke through, it just shot up. It went all the way up to 11,000 before retracing a little bit. Then after that, went up to, do you want to guess what number? 11,500. And now it's stalling at the 11,000 mark. Now, the reason I say do you want to guess what number is because in the last video, I talked about psychological levels. Psychological levels are rounded numbers and cryptos, all cryptocurrencies, they, st they seem to stick to these psychological levels. They seem to stall right on top of them. So when you get these big turnarounds in Bitcoin USD and in other cryptos, they tend to be at those levels. So psychological levels are levels like 11,000, 11,500, 12,000, 12,500. Those are kind of rounded numbers where people can place their stop losses, where people think, ooh, if it breaks above that, it's going to go crazy. 10,000 was one of those levels. 10,000 was a major psychological barrier for Bitcoin USD. Once it broke above that barrier, it just shot up. And it reached the next barrier, 11,000, where it stalled and it came back down. Then it broke through there eventually. It hit the next barrier, 11,500. And now it's stalling from that and falling back down. Uh... So yeah, that, that's just a brief explanation on as to what psychological levels are. Just because I'm going to be mentioning them in the analysis uh, in this video and probably, most likely, in coming uh, analysis videos. So I just wanted to clear that up a little bit. Now let's talk about what I actually think Bitcoin's going to do. Now I was thinking, you know, maybe we would see 10,000 by the end of the year uh, a month ago. And now it's already at 11,500. So Bitcoin is constantly surprising me. It's just blowing my expectations out of the water. Uh, so what do I think it's going to do over the next uh, month? Well, there's a few key things. Number one, and this sounds so silly to say, as a serious trader, I've been trading for over 10 years, over a decade, no, 15 years. So I've been trading 15 years. So it sounds so silly to say this, but there's this TV show. It's called Big Bang Theory. I don't watch it, but it's a very popular TV show. They're going to be airing an episode on Thursday about Bitcoin. And it's predicted by a lot of people and by me too that Bitcoin is probably going to react to this episode airing. Now, the reason I think uh, this will happen is because Bitcoin's about to to be talked about, or there's a whole episode that's dedicated to it on a TV show that millions of people watch. So very, it's just a very logical um, 
progression as to what's going to happen. They're going to watch this episode. A lot of people who have been hearing about Bitcoin on the news but never bothered to look into it are like, oh, they're talking about this on Big Bang Theory. I should check it out. They go check it out and they see how how fast it's been going up, how much uh, money there is to be made in it, and they start buying. So this Thursday, I'm expecting, or well, this Friday probably, because it's going to take a while for people to watch the episode and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm expecting to see a, a bit of a boost up, to be honest. Um, now, where's that boost going to take us? I, I don't know. The reason I think this is a bit silly is because trading... I'm from the Forex market. If there was an episode of a TV show um, about the US dollar, it would have literally zero impact on the Forex market. So now um, I'm also trading cryptos and I have to be aware of silly things like a TV show talking about something that I want to trade and it having a a possible impact on it. Um, So so that's why I think it's uh, silly. So... What's going to happen? I think it's going to push up. I think there's a strong potential that it's going to push up. What I'm looking for for the, for the end of the year, uh, I think, I honestly think at this point, Bitcoin has uh, potential to hit 13,000 by the end of the year, possibly even more. So I'm going to place these areas here. These are just psychological levels. These are barriers I have here. So I'm thinking that Bitcoin is very possibly going to push up to 13,000. Is it going to be a clear run to 13,000? Uh, very possibly not. It already right now at this moment looks like it's going to pull back. Uh, we're getting strong signs uh, of indecision at this 11,000 level. Uh, you know, this could last a few days. It might not pull back a lot, but I anticipate over the next few days it's going to do something like that. You know, just up and down at this level. Uh, probably until Thursday or Friday, at which point it should push through and make its way up to the next level of 12,000. That's what I'm looking for anyway. Uh, By the end of the year, I do think it has potential to get up to 13,000. So that brings us to next year. Now, obviously, I'm going to be doing uh, these videos monthly, so we'll talk about that when it comes. But, you know, I, I just want to quickly say... I think over the next year, Bitcoin seriously has a potential to hit 20, 30,000 US dollars. I'm really starting to feel like there's nothing that's going to stop it aside from things like government intervention. Uh, it's, it's probably just going to keep going up. Is it going to have dips down on its way up? For sure. But is it going to, to keep going up? I am pretty convinced at this point it is. So, uh, like I said, over the next uh, week, I expect probably to see something like this, candles up and down, up and down, uh, before it breaks through to 12,000. Uh, from 12,000, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a bit of a pullback. Uh, and by the end of this month, I wouldn't be surprised if it eventually pushes up to around 13,000. Uh, what to keep an eye on? Uh, obviously, all the major psychological levels, which are 12,000 and 13,000, but also keep an eye on the smaller psychological levels. Those are the 500 marks. So we're looking at 12,500, 11,500. 11,500 is already proven to hold price back. Uh, today, it pushed price back. 
bam, turned around. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, on its way up through here, uh, if it doesn't stall at the 11,500 a little bit. And on its way from 12,000 to 13,000, I would be surprised if it doesn't stall at the 12,500 a little bit. So I hope that analysis was useful. <laughs> Let's see where Bitcoin's going to be at the end of the next month when I when I do this video again. Uh, my guess is it's probably going to blow my expectations completely out of the water and it's going to be at 16,000. At least I hope that's what's going to happen. Uh, but you never know with trading. So be careful, especially with cryptos, because uh, they, they are quite volatile, as you've seen. So be careful with your trading. Thank you for watching and I'll see you next month. All right, want to get to my Euro USD monthly prediction. So <clears throat> to start this off, I'm going to start off a little bit differently and something that not many people are aware of. You can get a US dollar versus the Euro chart actually from your broker. Um, it actually is tradable as well. So sometimes I look at the US Euro to see what the Euro dollar is doing. Um, I learned how to trade the euro um, first. That's one of one of the pairs that I first learned how to trade on. Anywho, size point. You guys want to know what the heck I think about this thing? So, on the dollar. So effectively, this is the dollar, right? Versus the euro. The dollar is losing some steam on the euro. This is a daily. Let's look at the weekly. Jeez, Louise. Let's look at the monthly. So over the last one, two, three, four, five, six, so about nine months, the whole three quarters of this year, the euro has been gaining strength on the dollar. Um, and then now we're kind of at this fractal level here that has provided some support for, for the dollar, but <clears throat> effectively, <clears throat> Excuse me. Things that are going to negatively affect the dollar, in my opinion, are one, Janet Yellen leaving. Um, this was her last Senate hearing today. If you don't know your fundamentals, kids, I suggest you uh, brush up on those. Um, and the fact that she's expressing concern over the fundamentals like uh, banking. Um, another big one for the U.S. Um, happened a few months ago, <clears throat> which is actually why the dollar is selling off quite strongly, too was the Dodd-Frank DAC was repealed. The Dodd-Frank DAC was pretty much what, what keeps uh, institutions and bankers in check in these markets. Now that Dodd-Frank has been repealed, not necessarily reformed, but repealed, we can see a mess of the U.S. economy. That coupled in with our new, our new Fed chair, if he is appointed, um, we have no track record. We don't know if he's going to be a gunslinger uh, or if the, the, the slow and steady approach that Yellen was taking, which was, in my opinion, was good for the, for the U.S. economy, will help or hurt the U.S. economy. Um, <clears throat> let's go to Euro USD, the actual Euro USD. Cool. So... We've had a positive month on the euro. Euro setting some resistance here. Um, again, I still continue to see upside. A theme of the market 
a general consensus of the market is support becomes resistance, resistance becomes support. That is what we are seeing here on the market, on the euro. Remove. So now let's let's study this level. This was the last level of uh, resistance that the dollar broke above, came back to retest. And it looks like it's holding. So now what do I expect out of the dollar? Again, it's trading. No one person knows what the market's going to do next, except for Nick, because that guy's a genius. Um, but no one knows. Trading, all we have is our best guess. And I know that's kind of controversial, but that's true. No, no one knows what the market is going to do or going to how it's going to move next. So what do I see coming ahead in the euro? So check this out. I use support and resistance as a zone because if you if you study any kind of order flow, any kind of um, depth of market, you see that support is not a fixed line on a chart. It's more of a, a level where buyers and or sellers get absorbed. Hint one, market hits this level, and I'm not a candlestick guy. I don't give a crap about candlestick patterns because, again, they, they lag way too much. The sellers here got abruptly halted, and now they're feeling some pain if these swing traders are still holding positions. Um, I think the euro is going to, going to effectively come up into this area that we have between 1.20439 and 1.23224. Now, the... The problem with that is the euro effectively might range right between these two levels. It's the fourth quarter. We're coming in for some big change here. Um, it's holiday season as far as Christmas goes, so we we might see some positive. And again, it's all a, it's all it's all a play. We're going to see a positive push on the dollar. Oh, spending's up and blah blah blah. The stuff that doesn't matter. Well. Of course, spending's up. It's Christmas, and people have to spend their hard-earned money in retail locations and online. So, of course, we're going to have some positive economic data in December. Um, the big test is going to be the end of the year. I still see higher upside for euro, um, just based on it's not. It did not break this level. Now, let's break this down. Week. So you can see here the euro hit this. We rejected sellers. Right, rejected the sellers out of this zone, and it's pushing up. This was effectively resistance, and let me demonstrate that. Right, effectively, this was resistance. Now it looks like we're uh, it was support. The market broke ahead, left a little bit of a liquidity void. Um, the market's cleaning up its tracks, essentially. And now we're seeing some absorption of um, sellers in this area here, which is quite the norm. Um, another quite the norm would be this level here. Right. What is this, you may ask? This is a level of uh, 
what was this before? Gosh, my brain. This was a support level. My dollar stopped here with the liquidity that's in this area here. Boom, boom, filled at this low here. And then we broke down. This level gets reclaimed and the market's pushing up. I do think the euro is going to test the highs. That's a normal normal market behavior. <clears throat> I think the euro is going to come and test the high up here. It could fail right here. It could fail up here. I don't know, but I do still see potential uh, upside. Uh, now, why do I see this? If we work on the inner workings of price behavior, we can effectively see this. So working on the inside of price, we see pure intentions of taking the market higher. Just pure intention. No no coincidence with that. Let's see if we can connect another in inner in our inner working of price. Let's go to this low. Boom, we almost get a perfect touch here. Intention to bring the market higher. Um so what I see, again, I still see potential upside on, on the euro. Let's break this down a little bit longer. I know this is getting long-winded. I, I half-heartedly almost turned this into <laughs> a freaking lesson, so pardon me. But you can see how, give it a stupid ad, and I am not upgrading you. I am not wasting money. Let's see how it rejected resistance, uh, rejected resistance, came back, broke it, resumed trend, rejected came back to this level, resumed trend. And now it looks like we could possibly be resuming trend. Again, the euro needs to break this high, trade above this high. We have resistance right here. Um, break that, then get here. So it's important to get the little, the little details of where your trade or your ideas are invalidated. This can be an area right here where I'm wrong. And I'm okay with that. Let's see if we can get a four-hour working on the inside of price. I wish I could make these trend lines a little bit bigger. Swing low. Yeah. There we go. Perfect. So clearly when we're working on the inside of price, uh, price closes above this uh, the inside working level. Breaks below it, but again, we have the base of a zone, so pure intentions of taking price higher. We also have another little trick. Orphid zone. Now let's tighten it up. We also have another area here. Uh, where this is where the buying and the selling pressure are going to meet. So I do anticipate the euro possibly breaking higher. If gold, the trick is if gold is rallying. If gold's rallying, I do anticipate um, the dollar having some weakness um, and the euro going higher. Again, when we work when we work on the inside of price, um, we have. We, you can see we have intentions of pulling the market higher here. We had intentions of pulling the market lower here. But again, that was met with more intention, human behavior, essentially, more intention to bring the market higher. 
that is my take on Euro. Again, I still see Euro higher. Um, yeah, I think this, I think this, and this was just to make room for higher prices. If I'm right, I'm right. If I'm wrong, eh, I suck, right? <laughs> Anywho, um, I hope this was educational, um, though it probably wasn't supposed to be educational. I kind of turned it that way. It's just how I roll. Um, I just want to explain my thought process and my thinking behind this. So, again, um, higher higher euro is my outlook. Um, I can clearly see intentions of the market being being pushed higher. You can see the intentions of higher prices here. Um, so, yeah, happy trading, guys. Um, any questions, just message me. You guys take care. What's going on, everybody? Sean Campbell here with FX Inventory Trading. Wanted to give you this month's what's going to happen in the market. Um, just a, a slight disclaimer here. Nobody actually knows what's going to happen in the market, but we can take some clues and um, find a couple of road signs along the way. And maybe, uh, maybe you know, every, what is it? What do they say? Every blind mouse finds some cheese. That's kind of what we're going for here. No, I'm just kidding. So wanted to go over Euro, US dollar this, this month. Uh, we did pound dollar last month. Uh, pretty exciting trade. It actually has worked out really well. Um, I think there's some more to go on that one, but let's focus on Euro US dollar this week. I mean this month, sorry. Um, I've got uh, I've got some some buy ideas going for Euro US dollar right now. We'll start off with this monthly chart. Um, as you can see, there's a couple of things here that that make this chart interesting to me. All right, number one is the fact that we have broken some structure, and that is this move here. Uh, and we've broken above that and now we have retested it and we're working our way up. Okay. So this to me, okay, we're starting to get the first cross of the wave, which is good. doesn't mean a whole lot yet, but it's good. Um, I like that we've, we've, uh, retested and bounced a little bit on this monthly chart. So that's a good sign. Um, what I think, okay, is that we're going to get back up into, you know, somewhere in here, okay, somewhere in this area, the, the 200 uh, exponential moving average right here, somewhere in this price action from the breakdown from 2014, right, the monthly chart looks like it wants to go, uh, wants to go higher somewhere up into this area. We don't know where, but, but it gives me a good idea that, uh, that that's possible. Okay, we'll drop down to a weekly chart. This gives me a little bit better target. Okay, there's two things here. Um, this level where we stopped just short of 121. Uh, and then the level up here, right around 23. Okay, so, so a couple of whole figures. 23 and 21 are interesting to me. And again, that is uh, this level right over here. And this level right here. That's where I'm getting that from, Okay. And this, this is what I call continuation liquidity. So what's happening is we're getting a pullback and probably a move through those highs. So with that being said, let's drop down to our little daily chart. And I love, okay, I love that we have new wave up. This is absolutely beautiful. We have a continuation look happening here. This is that uh, 121 or that just short of the 121 that we saw in the last chart. That is 
to me is almost a given at this point. Okay, I, I would be highly surprised if 121 does not happen um, it, it, sometime in December. Okay, sometime in December, 121 is going to happen. Uh, from there, uh, if we zoom out a little bit and see if we can find that other level. Okay, 123, not out of the question at all. Okay, it's not out of the question at all. If you if you throw a fib on this and you just think about this, I know it's a daily chart, but if you think about um, the extension possibilities of this, you only have to get just above a 127 to get to uh, the the um, 127 extension to get to the 1.23 on euro. So look, it's all it's all well within uh, well within the realm of possibility here. Okay, now. Drop down to this four-hour chart. Fairly good price action right now. We're above the 200. Uh, we need to make uh, a new high here above this most recent 1960. Uh, and then I think, you know, we have some potential. We have a few levels in here that are going to hold some stops and orders, uh, namely here and here. And then I think that I think that once we do that, we pull back and then we we shoot for that 21. So may take a little bit of time, obviously, but I would say that 121 on, on Euro is um, almost an inevitability. And if we overshoot to 23, I wouldn't be surprised. All right. All right, guys, have an awesome month. Um, I'll talk to you next month. If you want to find out more about what I do, uh, you can find me at www.fxinventorytrading.com. I'd love to see you over there. All right. I want to talk to you about an old favorite pound knock as you can see here pound knock has been ranging um, for quite some time ever since 2016 we've broken out this downward trend and we've just been kind of oscillating and what we had closed this week is a bearish pin bar reversal but it's a lot more than just a bearish pin bar reversal if you um, look into it slightly more deeper you've got a rejection of a key number which is 11 and we have of course the completion of an ABCD formation and the bearish pin bar reversal near the top of this range here. I know we've got um, this point here, the breakout, and now this point here, but this could be the top or the right hand shoulder of a head and shoulders formation. And one thing else as well, which you're gonna like, is the fact that we've got the completion of the uh, 1.618 Fibonacci extension just here, representing the tip or the top of this uh, tail. So just to recap, we've got the rejection of 11, which is a round number here. And we've got the rejection of the 1.618 Fibonacci extension. Um, it's actually a Gartley, if you look at it. If we take um, point X to A, we can see that um, this 1.618 overlaps um, just about uh, with the 786 retracement. And typically when we get a free wave ABCD pattern, A, B, C, D, that is a point of reversal and when we have that in the form of a price extremity whether it's rejecting a round number and or um, near the top of a range a well-established range this range has been established um, for about um, a year and a half now so um, we've got quite a few factors in support of this one so for those people who like the look of it um, what you could do to take advantage of simply buying the top of the range um, is simply place a sell order at the break of the low of last week, stop loss above the high, and trail it for every second seller bar, above the high of every second seller bar, that is. Um, or just leave it and scale out 
um, at a one-to-one. So as soon as the uh, trade, if it does trigger, uh, makes the equivalent of a one-to-one, i.e. you've made as much money as you've risked. So if it's come down to around about this point, at 10.64, then you can buy back half the position, scale out half so that you've got nothing to lose if price does come back and you can target for either the midpoint and or go to the low of this. You can reasonably expect quite a bit of um, support at this level here, around about 10. It's a round number again. We can see here that this enormous spike, this rejection of um, that level with manifesting itself as the tail and the move upwards, um, we can reasonably say that this would be a good point to get out. Okay. Hello guys, it's Dale here from the webpage trader-dale.com and today I'd like to show you my long-term view on the Australian dollar, US dollar. I'd like to show you my swing trade levels that I'm going to trade in the future. And right before you, you can see a daily chart of the Australian dollar, US dollar. You can see accumulative profile on the right side of the chart. Uh, this accumulative profile shows you all the volumes that got accumulated throughout the whole year. And uh, you can see that I have marked three areas that are significant for me and for my uh, swing trade analysis. So let's have a look at one by one. Let's start with this area, this rectangle right there. You can see that in this area, this is basically the high of the year. And you can see strong rejection of higher prices right there. You can see this strong pin bar at the high of the year. Then you can see this strong rejection of higher prices followed by very strong sell-off. So this is very significant area for a possible short trade for me. If I look at the volumes that got accumulated in this area, uh, this is the volume profile for the whole area right there in this rectangle, you can see that the heaviest volumes got accumulated right there at 80.05. And uh, I think that those heavy volumes that got accumulated right there were volumes of strong sellers. The reason I think that those volumes were volumes of strong sellers are those two strong rejections of higher prices and this strong sell-off. This strong sell-off was definitely caused by strong and aggressive sellers. And I think that those sellers were accumulating their selling positions right there in this area. And most of them right there where the volumes were the highest. So for that reason, I think that if there is a pullback to this area, to 80.05, I think that strong sellers that were accumulating their selling positions right there will try and defend their selling positions and they'll push the price lower from this area. So for that reason, I'll be entering a short trade from there. Let's have a look at the second rectangle right there, this one. This rectangle, this area is significant for me because I also see that there was a rejection of higher prices. There was some sideways price action and after that renewed sell-off, renewed selling activity. If you look at the volumes that got accumulated in this area, you can see that very heavy volumes got accumulated right there at 78.45. So for that reason, 
I think that strong sellers were rejecting higher prices right there, adding to their selling positions right there where the mostly where the volumes were the highest in this area. And afterwards they started selling again pretty aggressively to push the price lower. So as you can see, the heaviest volumes in this area got accumulated right there where my short level is. So for that reason, I'll be waiting for a pullback to this area and go short from there. So this is my second short level that I like to trade. And there's also one long level on the Australian dollar, US dollar, that is pretty strong in my opinion. It's based on this rejection of lower prices, which is followed basically by the start of very strong uptrend on the Australian dollar, US dollar. So if you look into this area, you can see that the heaviest volumes in this area got accumulated right there. Exactly at 74.38. So this will be my long level. And I think that strong buyers were accumulating their buying positions in this area mostly. Afterwards, they rejected lower prices. This is the rejection of lower prices, pretty aggressive one. And afterwards, they started the strong buying activity right there, very aggressive buying activity. So I think that if there is a pullback to this area, to this price level, those buyers that were accumulating their positions there will become aggressive. They will try and defend their buying positions and they'll push the price upwards from this area. Alright guys, that's it. That's my long-term analysis on the Australian dollar, US dollar. I hope you like it. I hope you like trading with volume profile. What you see before you, the volume profile I was using, it's actually a prototype of a volume profile I'm working on with my IT guy. And uh, I hope it will be ready before the Christmas and you will all be able to get it. It's very fast, it's very precise. I'm very much looking forward to having it done with all the properties. So anyways, if you have any questions regarding trading with a profile, regarding the strategy I used today or regarding uh, my swing trading or basically anything else, you are very welcome to shoot me an email. My address is contact at trader-day.com or you can uh, Google my website and uh, you will uh, find the contact form there. So I'm looking forward to seeing you next time and until then, happy trading! Hello everyone, this is Anka Metcalf with TradeOutloud.com and in today's video I will be sharing with you a setup that we are watching for a possible trigger in LVS and this is the ticker symbol for Las Vegas Sands. We're watching for a daily breakout and this is a swing trade over $68 with the possibility of continuing higher into the $70, $71 and even into the void of $80. So it has a lot of room to run to the upside. It is a great contender for window dressing for the end of December. And this is the, one of the reasons why we are having it on our watch list. So the stock has been continuously making um, higher highs and higher lows. And it is into an uptrend. Therefore, our bias for this trade is long. 
We're actually looking at a possible break over the $68 area. And when we're referring above $68 area, anything uh, can be accepted between 68.01 and 68.05, but no more than 68.05 because we're eating from those uh, from those risk levels. The first risk level that we have is at $67.50. On a possibility of a break over $68, we will take this trade long. And like I mentioned before, the projected targets, projected calculated targets for this trade are $70 and $71. Uh, that can actually be realized in a week or two weeks. Or if you're looking for a longer term, longer term trade, we're looking for $80. And this is for a longer term trade, meaning a month or so, or even more. So with that being said, the risk for this trade is $67.50. A break over $68 will unleash more buying power that may bring more pressure to price and may actually continue its price upwards. On a pullback, if we get if the price gets rejected once again at the $68 zone, because if we look very closely onto the hourly chart, this stock has been reaching the 67.90 level and got rejected. But every single time when it would reach uh, when we, it when it would reach the 6740 area, 67, 6750 area, it would be uh, bought again. So this is the psychology behind the move back into the 6750, bought back up again, and now it's creating this smaller shelf here into the 60 dollar zone. So what that means is that we're looking for a break and a confirmation over 68 dollars. So we're not going to buy it here. We're not going to buy it at 67.68. We're not going to buy it at 67.50. We're going to wait for confirmation over $68, um, $68. And like I mentioned before, we're looking for 6801, 6802, 6803, all the way to 6805. This is going to be our buy zone right here. For the stop, and like I've mentioned before, for the stop, we're going to be looking at this bottom of the range on an initial breakout. So we're not going to be lagging into these lows right here. So keep that in mind. I want to make that very, very clear. There are a lot of traders that are saying that, oh, I could get it cheaper right here. I could jump right into it right here. You can't because you have to wait for price confirmation. You really don't want to become, uh, you really don't want to test the market. You want the big institutions to test the market. You want to make sure that there's enough market participation volume is looking very good as of right now 1.1 million shares traded on the daily chart which is a positive for this stock right now so it's vol so it, it it has a very good volume all right so what happens if uh, the trade is not going to trigger what if we don't see the 68 dollar level well Keep in mind that if we are not going to break above the $68 level, if we're going to breach the 67.40 level or 4.1 level, we may have a steeper correction. And this correction may come anywhere in between $66.25 and also $66 even. At this price point, around this location, according to our measured moves, we can see another rotation that can take the stock back up to $68. So this is another zone. If we're not going to get the trigger here, so this is uh, this is a double trade on a break of $60, $68 or on a pivoting, but you have to wait for the stock to move down 
you have to wait for the stack to prove to you that it can pivot in this location before it rotates and moves back up into $68 on. So this is the trade that we have for you right now, $68. If you would like to hear more about this trade, continuation and updates on this trade, make sure you follow, follow us on our Twitter feed. It is twitter.com forward slash trade out loud. We constantly update you on trades and trading ideas throughout the trading day and the New York trading session. Thanks so much for tuning in. Visit us on, um, on our social medias as well. Facebook.com forward slash trade out loud. And also, if you are interested in our education or any of our services or products, uh, make sure you visit our website. It is tradeoutloud.com. Thanks so much. And I hope you all have a very profitable trading week. All right, folks, hope you enjoyed those market predictions. Now, if you do want to see the videos that go with them, and if you do want to pick up the other two predictions that weren't mentioned here in the show because the guys have just put in charts and they've written copy about where they predict the markets that they've chosen will go, all you need to do is jump onto 52traders.com and you'll find in the top navigation predictions, click on that and you'll have all the months there. November and December are the first two that I've done. Uh, you'll be able to see uh, the write-ups as well as the videos with charts and how these guys are actually marking up these charts. So a lot of education in here, guys. And do remember, if you do want to hear from these guys and hear me interview them and you're not a pro member yet, then all you need to do is jump onto 52traders.com uh, forward slash pro and you will have access, uh, be able to get access to the pro membership where you can unlock all the interviews with these traders for $4.97. Okay, all right guys, until next time, catch you later.